0: Hey Connected fam, how are you all? Tell me about your life, tell me about your week. Um, it is a privilege again to be with you once more. My name is Catalina. For those who haven't um, listened to an episode where I actually officially introduce myself, that's what most most professional podcasters do, they introduce themselves and then they tell you their podcast. So welcome to the Connected Adventist podcast, in case you didn't know. Um, this week I wanted to discuss... This idea of preaching the truth and not being deceived and all that kind of stuff that Adventists like to preach about. So we will be discussing that in some more detail. And um, I guess an interaction I had with one of those types of Adventists over the weekend. And yeah, a lot of stuff went on and I had to sort of process it. So yeah, let me share that all with you. This week's shout out is going to be from Instagram and it is going to, let me get the right name, there goes my phone, Um, it is the North New South Wales Young Adults Ministry, Um, so they just followed me this week and I feel like, (laughs) you know how, I don't know, um, let's say like You know, when an athlete makes it to the Olympics, you know, they've made it. I feel like North New South Wales is like, you've made it. You've made it if North New South Wales um, is supporting you. And um, yeah, so really appreciate their work. I have met um, the Young Adults Ministry Director and his assistant. So I have met both Blair um, and Caitlin and they're just really nice people. Um, And yeah, they do a really good job. Um, in ministering to young people, but not only just ministering to young people, I feel in North New South Wales. Um, this episode will now be all about North New South Wales. Um, I feel with North New South Wales, from what I have seen around Australia, because I have <clears throat> I have travelled to different conferences and had different levels of engagement with um, you know like the ministries and and what they sort of do and what they provide for uh, the church but I feel like this is the, and I will say this is probably a little bit more biased though, because when I visited my best friend, i mean Newcastle and in other locations, wherever she was at, um, there was, I guess I was exposed to the way that young people and young adults ministered to their community, to their friends, um, in their universities. Like, I just feel like yeah, I, I I saw a lot of what they did like firsthand and I was just left in absolute awe. The the way that the way that the young people, young adults, youth, adolescents share their faith. As I have seen, there's a North New South Wales conference. And again, look, I'm sure that there are people all over Australia and all over the world that do this, but I will say, I guess the the numbers of seeing people reaching out and sharing their faith are much larger within the North New South Wales conference than what I have seen in other conferences. I feel with other conferences, you get this approach, but it's like seasoning where in the North New South Wales conference, I just saw it as the bulk of the way that the young people approached their faith, which was like this. It's quite funny it was like this. So you would go, for example, like, um, at least this was the stuff that I did with my best friend. Um, so they would have like their Bible workers or their team of like young people from their church. They would all go to like a social meetup, whether it is, you know, um, going out and trying like food from a new restaurant like they were booked in, like six till seven was, hey, let's have a social meetup with one group of people, and then like seven thirty to eight thirty was like Bible studies with another group of people, and that pattern was just week after week after week like that. They were so, they were just so active in not just let's do Bible studies, let's run programs like spiritual programs. But they also have like such a sweet balance with, hey, we also just need to win people's confidence. Um, this Christ's method of like, you know, mingling with people, socializing, interacting with people that aren't from church, with people that are from the community socializing and interacting with them building a bond building a relationship gaining their trust and their confidence and ministering to them in understanding what their needs are like be very being very attentive of of like how can we help this person oh they need help with this let us help them like let us be the one that that can help them with this And then as, you know, time progressed, there would be a point where they would be like, hey, we're going to church. Do you want to come? Where I feel within Adventism, and I will say in general, um, we tend to do the opposite. Like, let me give you the truth and then hope that you'll accept it. And then if you don't, then we'll just move on to the next candidate that we can share the truth with. Um... Yeah, I just, I, I really am inspired by the way that um, the young people in North New South Wales share their faith and how they're encouraged and, and taught to share their faith. It is definitely, I feel it's probably the back, like it's the reverse of what we've done traditionally as a church. And I feel it's just way more effective. And then I think a rise um bible school bible college whatever it is they officially call it um is has probably had a big impact in that being the approach of how we we mentor people into sharing their faith so yeah shout out to you guys um yeah thanks again for the online support um and yeah keep doing the awesome work that you're doing i don't know if you can get any better than what you're doing but keep on going um all right so on this episode of the Connected Adventist Podcast. I wanted to share this concept of like sharing truth and um, what it really means to share truth and preach truth. And I'm going to come from the perspective of where I have, where my faith journey has brought me. So for those who don't really know, I came from an extremely, I'm going to say conservative faith group um, within Adventism, but I don't like using that word, so from here on, I will use committed, I came from a very committed end, like, of Adventism, like, right at the other end, on the other end of the spectrum, um, and as a result of that, there came a lot of this, you know, don't be deceived and, you know, you must know the truth and we would pray for us to know the truth and to follow the truth and to not follow, you know, the deceptions of the devil or, you know, the, the, the things that will lead us to the mark of the beast. And and I say that in like, you know, in a mocking kind of way, but not in a disrespectful kind of way. Now, the reason why I say that is because I feel that sometimes, and this is not just with conservative committed Christians. I find this is also, in, in a certain degree, found within liberal Adventism, which I don't like to refer to as liberal. I refer to them as other-centered. But we will find this within other-centered Adventists as well. However, their truth is a very different kind of truth. And it, the the gospel tends to be focused around Um, When it comes to other centered people, it can be, you know, let us not fall for the deception of thinking that social justice topics are not something that we should fight for, or that we should stand for. So there's other, I I feel we all fall, when we're on an extreme, trust me, we all fall for things that are unbalanced, and that are not as God desires. So where whatever end of the spectrum we fall if we're going too far to the end to whichever end whether it's you know the committed or the other centered we run the fear of falling and and placing way too much emphasis on one aspect of the full gospel or the full truth and yeah that's that's sort of what we have to be really careful about um but this week i i was i i had to take the the adult sabbath school lesson which is our bible discussion topic and for this quarter our church worldwide is uh, looking at promises uh, biblical promises that god has given us for different things and we're talking about the promise in the beginning at creation and we're looking at hey what happened and um, why did it go from being perfect God creating everything perfect, and then we have sin. So we're discussing that, and specifically we're discussing that. And there was um, a particular person that was at our church, and um, they—I have never met them before. Apparently, they have come before, as as I spoke to one of them, they sort of shared with us that they had been there previously. Uh, But this particular person, so that they were a couple, um, this particular person. There was something about them from the moment that they made their first contribution during the preliminaries. So uh, before we have a Bible discussion, we usually have a segment in which we share about uh, the mission work that the Adventist church is doing globally. So, um, at the moment, oh, I'm not sure where we, I know the story was from Mexico, so I'm going to assume it's like Central America, um, and those types of areas. So, um, the story was from there and and this particular person made a comment and just the way that they like looked around so they were sitting in the middle of the church in the middle pew and whenever when they made their comment they would turn around and they would make eye contact with everyone that was sitting around them as they spoke and I was like oh that's really interesting I've never seen someone go to a new like a church they're visiting a church and when they make a comment like direct that comment physically with eye contact and just like scan around the whole church for the people that are beside them on the other side of the church to the other side of the church and make eye contact with as many people as they could as they're making their comment I was like okay that just doesn't, um, uh, anyway, I didn't, that made me like red flags. Um, but anyway, as we continued on, I then had the Sabbath school lesson, which is the Bible discussion, which goes for about 45 minutes. And during this 45 minutes, this particular person made numerous contributions to the discussion and they did the same thing. Whenever they made a comment, usually most people Um, and even people within our church, like people that go to our church, when you make a comment, you usually direct it at the person that's leading out. But obviously it's a general comment for everyone to hear as well, because they're going to hear you anyway. Um, and some people will randomly, you know, look over and, you know, maybe make eye contact with other people depending on where they're sitting or whatever. But generally you direct your comment to the teacher, to the leader, and then they will then, you know, elaborate on that with you or, you know, whatever. As we're talking, so there came a question and the question was how, um, in God's creation, there was never, there was never any part of God's creation that was evil or that was given to sin. But in God giving us free will, by default, there was room for sin. Although God's creation was not, it did not have sin. So I don't know what the question was that I made and this particular person begins to answer my question and they began with like a comment about um, it was sort of it had to do with the topic. So he starts saying, you know, I just gave away who it was. They start saying what they, they thought in relation specifically to my question. Then they went on to like, um the union of nations and before you know it we're into the mark of the beast we're into um the apostasy within the seventh day adventist church we're into what other stuff he just he went from like let me begin as though i'm actually going to respond to your question but then just continued And there was like this, there wasn't like a pause. There wasn't like a moment where I could be like, okay, this is, I'm going to interject her. Thank you for your comment. Let's move on. They just continued and continued and continued. And before you know it, it was like a three minute response to my question. And this happened continually throughout the discussion. And at some point, like by the third time that this person made their contribution or answered a question that had nothing to do like his answer had nothing to do it was the usual you know um if the church just you know followed the commandments as the church is supposed to be and you know if adventism was what adventism was supposed to be and continued continued and continued um but then just brought things up that i'm like that this one this has nothing to do with the question zero. This is not even based around the topic of this just like of this study. Um, but then they just went on to things that I was like, "Okay, I don't know if we really need to be discussing that right now. This particular week, we had a visitor from the community come for the first time who just um, messaged me through Facebook through our church's Facebook page asking, what are our times? Um, what does she do? Like, does she bring anything? Like, it was a particular moment where I'm like, and this particular lady was sitting behind this person. And I'm like, oh God, I'm like, anyway, at one point I just had to, I'd make a question, I'd ask a question and this particular person, I'd be like starting the to answer it. And I just have to like just double check I just want to confirm that what you're going to share actually has to do with the question that I've made. I literally had to say that. Anyway, then they said they did and they just read a verse which was out of the three angels message which had nothing to do with my initial question and and so they read the passage and then they were about to like expand on it. I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't really think that that passage is related to this question and someone else had their hand up so I was like oh I redirected and went straight to and just said to the other person and did you have an answer anyway then they stayed with us at church so we had um, lunch so it was bring your own lunch and then we had like a bible study afterwards it was the same at lunch it was the same oh even at the sermon during the sermon he started doing the same thing so my husband was preaching and in his sermon he usually likes to include a few questions so that he can interact with everyone like he's he's yeah um he likes to usually put in at least one or two questions so anyway so he puts a question out during the sermon and i'm like oh no like you You do not want today is not the day for questions in your sermon. Anyway, this particular person went and continued with the same thing and and truth and truth. and Anyway, so as I'm sitting there and I'm trying to work out, how do I interact with this particular person? Because at this point, I'm just like, I know the kind of Adventist that you are. I'm like, I actually have a pretty good idea that you're not even a Seventh-day Adventist, although you say you are. But I'm like you're one of those Seventh Day Adventists that say you're Seventh Day Adventist, but then you call the Seventh Day Adventist Church Babylon, and that you're calling Seventh Day Adventist out of the Seventh Day Adventist Church because you are actually part of the New Seventh Day Adventist Church. Anyway, so I was like, okay, I don't know how to how to interact with this particular person. I'm like, I've already worked you out, so I am not going to give you at lunch. So we were talking about, I can't remember what the specific conversation was when he came in, but we were talking about God basically opening up the way for us all to move to the area that we were in, in Jinjin. And so obviously the story came comes with different ways so for example my story comes with you know we we prayed about somewhere to go and so we were just looking everywhere we're looking down south um we're looking up north we're just looking everywhere and god led us to jinjin because jinjin you know had fruit trees every block seemed to have fruit trees and the price was really like doable it was it was a good price for buying property here so we're discussing that and he's come in, it wasn't when I was talking, but someone he came in when someone else was sharing how we got there, not necessarily how we had prayed for God's guidance and that was how God got. So he comes in at the conversation, for example, where I'm talking about there are fruit trees everywhere and the price was right. He comes in, there's probably like, you know, maybe close to 10 adults just discussing how we've ended up at Jinjin. He comes in late into the conversation because he has been talking with my husband, comes in and he just, we're all sitting, eating, having our discussion and and then this person comes in and they're like, you should not be talking about these things on the Lord's day. It is the Sabbath day and we are to talk about what God has done for us, not what we have done for ourselves. And I'm just like, rightio, like I'm like respect for you and for you know desiring to make the conversation holy but i don't think you just come in and do it the way that you have done that anyway okay so let me finish with retelling my experience there comes a point where i feel that i don't know where we lose the gospel in the stories And in the way that we share our faith. Now, this particular person, like from the engagement, the little that I engaged with him and interacted with him on Sabbath, like I I don't know what he's like outside of the church context. So I don't know. But I have seen people who are very similar to this particular person who when they go out, the first interaction that they have with someone is giving them a Sunday law book. The first interaction they tell a people is about not getting the mark of the beast and not being deceived. And that's fine, but there comes a point, like there was an experience where my husband was there and it was on a job site, so in construction, and there was a particular person that he knew at that job site and there was another tradie there who... This other person asks the tradie, "Do you believe in God?" And the tradie, who obviously they've just sort of met, was like, "No, you know, I was brought up Catholic, but the whole idea of hell, like to me, is just like no, like that. What kind of a God is that?" So this particular person decides to respond to that comment by telling them that you know anyone who does get the mark of the beast will ultimately not go to hell because Adventists do not believe that the Bible teaches this concept of hell where people burn for eternity and we watch them burning when we're in heaven and all that sort of stuff. So he says, there will come a judgment and the judgment will determine whether you are saved or not based on the mark of the beast. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm like, I don't think that was the most attractive response to give to someone when they've just told you, I don't believe in God because of hell. Oh, here, let me tell you why you are going to go to hell, because you received the mark of the beast, because you didn't do, you know, whatever it was that the Bible told you. Like, I'm just like, there's got to be a more tactful, a more intelligent response to a person who has just given you that answer. And so I think sometimes we fall into the trap of, thinking that the truth is only in relation to the lies of the devil when it comes to sabbath when it comes to the state of the dead and when it comes to like things like that 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 that's the truth we have to share and that's the truth that we have to guard our hearts against because we don't want to fall for the deceptions of sunday lore and you know thinking that the soul um is immortal and the truth jesus said i am the way the life and the truth like jesus is the truth now i know that the word that Jesus is the word and became flesh so i know that that is also what Jesus and the truth is is the bible like i i totally agree that there is there comes a point where we have to know our bible's well enough to not fall for lies and deceptions but also let us not forget that the life and the ministry of Jesus the function of who Jesus is in the story of redemption is something that we have to be just as careful to not fall for lies and deceptions. We have to know the truth of Jesus' ministry just as much as we know the truth of what we find from Genesis to Re- Revelation. Like sometimes we fall for too many things that are relating to the logistical part of the Bible when we are like trying to make sure that we've got the prophecies worked out and we're trying to make sure that, you know, whatever the papacy is doing, that, you know, we know where that fits into the, the history and where it fits into like the future of, you know, Christianity and Adventism and all that. Sometimes people only worry about that aspect of truth while completely losing the truth of God's ministry, of God's redemption, of Jesus's atonement, of, um, the sanctification that comes by giving like our hearts to God and trusting that he will change us. He will transform us. We have to deny ourselves. We have to, you know, surrender our will. I get all of that. But at the same time, I feel we pick and choose what truth we need to tell people when there are multiple layers to the truth of the bible and the truth of who god is and sometimes we just focus so much on one element that we forget that there are other aspects of truth there is like i said so many layers of truth but we just focus in on one one thing i am going to tell you which i was like god like thank you when I was interacting with this particular person at church and they were throwing out you know mark of the beast verses and they were throwing out these this idea of um you know the truth and you know are we living to the truth and is the seventh day Adventist church living to the truth and there was so much emphasis on truth and I knew what he was trying to say Within Adventism, I know what he's trying to say. Like, are you eating the right way? Are you dressing the right way? Are you, you know, what outside influences do you have in your life? Like, I know what he meant by, are we living the truth? Are we living to the councils? Are we living to the standards of the commandments? I get that. And in saying that, there's nothing wrong with that. A lot of the stuff that, you know, this particular person was saying it was legitimate like there was there was no issue in it however i'm like please don't forget the truth of the gospel please don't forget the truth of god's character in the fullness of his character not his not just judgment and justice but mercy compassion patience like grace like please don't just present um the the side of god that you choose to present because that is most relevant to you and that is the element of God's character that you seem to want to apply to your life day in day out and again we can make the mistake and just be all like oh but God is loving and patient and forget that he is just and he is the judge like I I, we I know we all can fall for this trap of presenting the truth that we think is relevant when God is like Please present all of me, not just part of me. But as this particular person was sharing certain things, and like you know, they're emphasizing this idea of truth based on you know righteousness and holiness, and you know, living up to the standard that that God desires. There came a point where I'm like, okay, I am going to like, I'm going, to, I'm going to respond to you. So there was a uh, where I, so after he sort of mentioned this point about the truth and truth and, you know, we need to know the truth and we need to live the truth. And I'm like, did the Pharisees know the truth? And everyone like in the lesson was like, yes. I'm like, they knew the truth and they lived the truth, but they missed their Messiah. They crucified their savior. I'm like, we can know a lot about the truth and forget about Jesus Christ and, and that's the point that I was getting at and this particular person like they were sort of like oh she literally just rebuked me to some degree to some extent because I can see your focus is just on such a level of let me just know everything and that'll be enough let me be worried about what's going on and 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 the things that are happening in the world and and I'll be okay and I'm like hmm just remember the Gentiles who had no truth had the truth that they needed to have, which was that they believed on Jesus. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I was really thankful cause I was like, I gave him that example. And then I'm like, remember that Jesus called us to live in truth and in spirit we haven't been called just to truth. We've been called to spirit as well. We've been called to be one with the Holy Spirit so that our life is transformed, so that we are reflectors of God's character, so that we can bring glory to him. I'm like, there's no point in living our lives according to truth if there is no spirit attached to it. And as we continued with lunch, there was another comment that was made. And so then I just came and So anyway... So then I just was like, that's, that's really great to financially support ministries, but I'm like, it's even better if we go out and do the work ourselves. I said, because, you know, Jesus said that the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. I'm like, we are called to minister to the lost. We are called to seek out the people that are trying to find answers to the truth of God. They want, to, they want to know about God, they want to know about salvation. But if all we're worrying about is trying to clean the church up, I'm like, we're going to lose the focus of what we were called to be disciples for. We were called to be disciples, to make disciples, not to clean up the church and make it holy, um, or whatever it is that their perception of holy is. I'm like, that's what we were called for. I'm like, God is the one that cleans up the church. And ultimately, Jesus even said the wheat and the tares will grow together. You'll never get a completely perfect, spotless, blameless church because we're going to grow together till the end. And that one thing that I that really like spoke to me, which I've never had it happen to me, I felt like. I was like, wow, thank you, God, that I knew those passages that when this particular person was was presenting Bible verses they were very convincing, that I was able to recall Bible verses that not went against what they were saying, but just expanded on it so that it wasn't just what they were trying to share, which was this idea of, you know, the remnant being, you know. The holy church and you know we are to be that and how do we become that and anything less than that is not God's church and um whatever it is that else that he was sharing but um it just gave more detail it gave a fullness of what that what he was sort of trying to share. Um, And I was like, okay, wow. I felt a little bit like, and I'm not saying this about the particular person, but it felt like when Jesus was being tempted and Jesus was throwing Bible verses, and then Jesus was like throwing Bible verses back to get the full context of what was going on in the discussion in the Bible verses that, you know, the devil was throwing at him. He's like, wait up. No, this is what it actually is. And so I really felt like I was having that moment myself where not that this particular person was of the devil, but I'm just saying like they were presenting Bible verses, which sounded very convincing for the point that they were trying to make. But God is like, yeah, that's fine. I agree with that. But the full context, the, the fullness of that message is also the Bible verses that God gave me. So um, yeah, I was like, oh. I'm like, okay, I see why we need to have our bibles because I could have I could have given him a podcast episode for every resp- for every comment that he was making as a response, but I'm like, no, this particular person knows their bible very well. And what's going to be more effective than just giving my opinion or expanding on a 30-minute response for him as I do on my podcast is just give him a bible verse. And, yeah, it was much more effective than anything I could have said because it was God's word. Um, so there's a power power to convince in God's word that my opinion will never have over someone else. Um, okay, so I'm going to finish off with that um, because I'm about to go on a road trip. So I don't know. I'm hoping. I'm just going to let you guys know. If you don't get episodes for two weeks... You, okay, you probably won't get. Epi- you've probably not had episodes for two weeks because my Wi-Fi is extremely low today. Uh, low, slow. So I've been loading the other episode that I pre-recorded. I've been loading that for longer than this episode, so longer than thirty minutes, and I'm still only at forty percent of it being uploaded. So we may have to have a break, or it looks like you are having a break, and um, this is two weeks later on, so. Yep. All right. My prayer, my hope, and my desire is that you stay Woman God's love, that you stay cool for Jesus' name, and may the Holy Spirit always remind you of the fullness of God's word, the fullness of truth, not just the elements that we conveniently um, present. And again, on both ends of the spectrum of Adventism, I believe that sometimes we all fall uh, for different elements of the truth that doesn't actually fully represent, um, the truth of God's word, God's character and of, of Jesus's ministry. All right. So stay, stay in the truth and do not be deceived of all aspects uh, relating to God, to salvation and to our journey with him. All right. Ciao.